The Productive Woman, Episode 477. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm sharing some elements that I think are necessary for a truly productive day. You'll find more information and links to a few resources I mentioned all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 477. This episode is brought to you by Calm. I wonder if you ever get into bed and start checking all your social media apps and then all of a sudden 45 minutes have passed. Uh, I have to confess I do that occasionally. <laughs> And if you are a nighttime doom scroller, let Calm help you form new healthy bedtime habits. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation, giving you the power to calm your mind and change your life. Calm recognizes that everyone faces unique challenges in their daily lives, that mental health needs differ from person to person, and that time for things like meditation may vary. And since self-care practices are so deeply personal, Calm strives to provide content that caters to your preferences and needs. They offer guided meditations that range from focuses on anxiety and stress, to relaxation, to focus, to building habits and taking care of your physical well-being, and so much more. And of course, they have the sleep stories, which I rely on to help me get to sleep. They offer hundreds of titles to choose from, including sleep meditations and calming music that will have you drifting off to dreamland quickly and naturally. I have said before, and it is still true, I don't think I have ever heard an entire sleep story. And some of them I've tried to listen to more than once because I'm always asleep before the story ends. And in addition to the guided meditations, the sleep stories, the um, music to help you focus and things like that, they have expert-led talks on topics such as tips for overcoming stress and anxiety, handling grief, improving self-esteem, caring for relationships, and so much more. The Calm app really does put the tools you need to help feel better in your back pocket. And if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. They offer new content every week, uh, so it never gets old. So you can stress less, sleep more, and live better with Calm. And once again, for listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off their premium subscription. You can go to calm.com slash TPW, that's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW to learn more and to take advantage of that 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once more, that's calm.com slash TPW. All right, let's get into our main topic for this week. Uh, usually, in one of the last couple of episodes of the year, I try to do an episode in which I talk about things like doing a year-end review and planning for the coming year. Uh, and I started to do that for this week, but 
ultimately where my thoughts were taking me, I just decided to go another direction. I do recommend a year-end review uh, at the end of the year where you look back over the past year, what went well, what maybe you want to change for the coming year and start to plan for the next year. So if you want some ideas for doing that, I encourage you to check out some of the episodes where we've talked about this. For instance, most recently, episode 379, the title of that one was, Who Will You Be This Time Next Year? Setting Goals That Matter. And I think that one has been found to be pretty helpful. Episode 378 was on laying a foundation, lessons learned from the past year. Uh, Back in episode 170, we talked about taking care of future you, and we discussed year-end review there. And way back in episode 70, we talked about laying a foundation for a great new year. So all of those episodes, and we'll put links in the show notes for this episode to those if you want to check those out for some ideas about sort of wrapping up this year and starting some plans for the coming year. So instead of doing that this week, I thought I would share with you some thoughts I've been having about what I want the coming year to look like and some of the elements that I think would let me feel that a day, a week, or whatever might be truly productive. Um, so I, I sort of envisioned these as elements of a day that would let me feel that it was productive. Honestly, it might not be possible to include every single one of these every day, but personally, if I can achieve them most days or at least several days throughout the week, I'm going to feel pretty good about my level of productivity overall. And so I offer these as suggestions to you that maybe you want to consider what constitutes a productive day or a productive week, however you want to structure it for you. And it's sort of funny, most of these, it turned out they, the, the word that came to mind for me, I'll start with R. I don't usually do that sort of thing, but that's how it came out this time. So the first one that came to mind uh, is responsibility. A productive day includes responsibility. And what I mean by that is, is a phrase that comes to mind that we use in my legal practice of doing the necessary. That is, responsibility is about the work we do, both for pay and in our home. This is the stuff that we think of first when we think of being productive, the tasks on our to-do list, the commitments on our calendar. Uh, And these are a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast and on other productivity-type podcasts when we're looking at productivity. All the skills and the tools that we can use to get things done in the most effective and efficient way. And certainly, a productive day is going to include this element of responsibility of getting the things done that are necessary for our work, for keeping our home running, keeping our office running, Uh, whatever that might be, and using all those tools to do that effectively and efficiently. A a day is not going to feel productive if we haven't met our responsibilities, right? And so while I don't know that it's necessarily the most important thing, it is the thing we think of first when we think of productivity. The second one that came to mind for me is rest. And I think this is pretty self-explanatory. I think taking care of our bodies and our minds by getting enough sleep and rest 
is absolutely necessary to enable us to do any of the other things that we need and want to do and to actually enjoy the life that we make for ourselves and those we love. Uh, For those reasons, I believe rest is a necessary component of a productive day, a productive week, a productive life. And that comes in various categories. Obviously, trying to get enough uh, quality sleep at night and all the things that we can do to make that happen. And we've talked about that in past episodes. I will talk about it more in the coming year. Um, So a night's sleep, but also resting our minds and our bodies throughout the day, taking breaks from the work that we're doing when we're tending to our responsibilities, making time in the day. Nobody's going to give that to us. Uh, we, if, if we're going to get the rest that we need mentally, physically, emotionally, in any way, we're going to have to intentionally make the time for it and go out and get it for ourselves. And a A day is not going to be productive for me if I didn't get enough rest, just as it won't be productive for me if I haven't met my responsibilities. The third component of a truly productive day is reflection, uh, defined as serious thought or consideration. What I'm talking about here is time to to think about what we're doing and why. And I believe it's necessary for living intentionally rather than simply reacting to what life throws at us. And I've lived days both ways, honestly. Uh, And it often happens if I don't get enough sleep the night before, if I haven't taken the time to look ahead to my day and, and have a plan in place, I can find myself just sort of scrambling from one fire drill to another, reacting to the things that are happening, instead of taking control of my day and my life and actually accomplishing things with purpose. So reflection is necessary to live intentionally, which I think is important for being productive. So that means making time to reflect on our choices and our opportunities, to reflect on our words, the words that we use to others and the words we use when we're talking to ourselves, reflecting on our schedule, our task list, and our commitments, thinking about what we're doing and why we're doing it, and being intentional about things. And this reflection piece of it kind of is important on a bigger picture sense, Uh, You know, I talked earlier on about doing a year-end review. That's part of this process, but I think it needs to be part of our day as well. And frankly, it's hard for me to, to get to in a day, many days, and especially right now as I'm recording this, we're in the middle of December, which is the busiest time of year for my legal practice, and I'm working long hours just trying to take care of the responsibilities, number one, and rest and reflection kind of go out the window, as do some of these other things I'm going to talk about, because the responsibility just takes up all the time and attention. And I have to work really, really hard and really, really purposefully to make space for the other important elements of a productive life. So, making time for reflection, pausing, even if it's just 
you know, someone asks you if you want to attend a party or if you can take on this, uh, this extra task at work or any of those sorts of things, even if you're pausing for 10 seconds to reflect for a moment and think, is this something that should be added to my schedule or to my to-do list right now? Making time for reflection can make a huge difference in how we feel about our day, our week, our life. And I think it's a really necessary component of a productive life. The fourth necessary element is recreation, which as I was typing that out, I thought, you know, thinking of it as recreation, creating something new in ourselves, new energy, new new focus, whatever it might be, but making time to uh, recreate in, in a sense, doing something fun, actually. That's what I'm talking about here. A productive day should have time for this. Sometimes we don't in a day. We've got a lot of other things to take care of. But if, if we're not making time throughout the week for some sort of recreation, it's going to be hard to feel that we've really been truly productive. So making time for doing something fun, something we individually, personally find restorative and energizing. And this is going to be different for every one of us, right? Uh, for those of us who are introverts, it might be time spent reading a good book that has nothing to do with our work and our responsibilities, right? Just uh, whether it's a novel of a type we like or, uh, you know, a, a nonfiction book that's just interesting to us that has nothing to do with our work. Recreation might be puttering in the garden or spending time crafting or going for a hike in the woods or around the neighborhood. Uh, it, for those who are more um, more extroverted, who are energized by time with other people, recreation might be dinner or a golf game or <laughs> bowling or something with friends or playing tennis or going antiquing with a good friend uh, or with your spouse. Recreation really is about anything that is fun for you that is restorative and energizing. And for many of us, this just doesn't happen unless we are very intentional about it. Days can slip by and then weeks and even months where our time is filled up with responsibilities and, and commitments and we simply don't make time to do anything fun. Uh, so we have to be very, very intentional about it. Personally, I know my time, as I've already said, tends to fill up with the first two, responsibility and rest. And recreation is something I keep thinking I'll do something about when work settles down, which it never does. There's always more work to do, right? And so we, as, as human beings, we need time off, downtime to do something that can occupy our, our mind and our heart and our body with something other than responsibilities and commitments to restore our energy, our enthusiasm for life, uh, and to, to remind ourselves that, you know, the, the old cliche that, that we're supposed to be working to live, not living to work, right? Making time for recreation is important. One of the things that we're doing in our family is out of it's something out of the ordinary for us, something I've never thought about in years past, but we've actually bought uh, an RV, a recreational vehicle, and we're going camping 
in a couple of weeks between Christmas and New Year. Just for a couple of days, we're going to get away. And we've talked about how uh, we, being my husband Mike and I, have talked about how, okay, we've kind of made this plan to do, what are we going to do with ourselves? We both spent so much time working either on our, you know, our paid jobs or working around the house. We're not very good at just being. And so this is our attempt to sort of create a, a situation where we're going to just be because we're going to be out where there's no internet and there's no, you know, we can't work on house projects because we're not home. I, I encourage you to think about what's something you could do for recreation to make that part of your day, week, month, to make it part of your life as an important component of a productive life. And then number five is relationships. A productive life, a truly productive life, a life that matters, almost always matters in relationship to people. If I take care of my responsibilities, but I don't share love and laughter and support with the people I care about, then I don't feel productive. And that's just me personally. Uh, I've I can be accomplishing all sorts of things, ticking things off my to-do list and still not feel productive because I have neglected or ignored the people that I care about most. I'm not interacting with them in a meaningful way and, you know, being part of their life and them being part of my life instead of sort of just being on the periphery of each other's lives. And so for me, these relationships, building these relationships, making time for these relationships is more than just doing stuff for them because that might fall under the responsibility category. It's about spending time with them, whether it's just talking or creating memories, both big and small together. Uh, all of these are necessary components of a productive day or week for me and require both intention and attention in order to make a, a truly productive life. So those are the, the five R's, I guess, that I thought of in terms of the elements of a productive day. Again, knowing that we might not be able to, to dedicate sufficient time to each one of these every day, but keeping them in mind at all times so that we are intentionally incorporating them at least into the week, right? But in addition to those five R's, responsibility, rest, reflection, recreation, and relationship, there's one more that I couldn't come up with an R word for, but to me is an absolutely essential element of a truly productive life, and that is compassion, and I, I looked up the definitions. Uh, it was defined by one dictionary as sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Another writer said it literally means to suffer together. And I really believe that extending compassion, that is feeling it, but also acting on it, is a crucial part of living a truly productive life. That is, noticing the needs of others and finding ways to give to them, to those in need, whether it's people I know or people I don't know. And keeping in mind that need isn't just financial. We, we think of compassion often in terms of uh, the, the financially needy and giving, whether it's money or 
or donations of some sort to them. And that's an important part of it. I think if it's done out of a compassionate heart, it can make a difference in the world. But I'm not talking about just financial need. I'm talking about noticing the needs of others around us, again, both the people we know and the people we don't know. There are, in addition to the financially needy, there are the lonely. Perhaps someone you know who's lost a spouse or a child or who's recently relocated to a town where they don't know many people. You know, so whoever might be lonely, finding ways to extend compassion to them, whether it's inviting them to share a meal or just going and spending time with them. There are the needs of those suffering physically. I, and I'm not a nurse or a doctor, so I can't tend to their physical needs, but there are ways that I can demonstrate, act on the compassion I feel for them. I think of a friend who's in and out of the hospital due to a chronic illness, who maybe would just like a visit from someone to sit and talk with her for a while. I think of another friend who uh, I saw on social media is home recovering from a recent surgery. What could I do to show compassion, to act on compassion and not just feel it? In addition, there are the needs of the overwhelmed. Um, one thought that comes to mind is maybe, maybe someone you know who is a military spouse who's holding down the home front while her or his spouse is deployed in military service. What needs might that person have that you could demonstrate compassion? This is not pity as in feeling sorry for them, but it is, as the one writer said, suffering alongside them, feeling their suffering and doing something to try to alleviate it. We live in a world where many people are suffering and it's not just the poor, although they're suffering there, but anywhere you look, there may be someone who is suffering in one way or another. And when we can learn to feel compassion for those people and then to act on it, we can improve our life, but also theirs as well. So for me, it's about looking outside myself and my own close circle to extend kindness and understanding to others that I meet or even maybe that I hear about. And it can be demonstrated in any number of ways, uh, from the simple act of looking the grocery store clerk in the eyes and smiling as you say thank you. Um, I think in this holiday season, anybody who's working in retail or food service or anything like that, they're being run ragged. Uh, it's the big shopping season. They're probably tired and uh, depersonalized because you know people just come through the line trying to get their shopping done and get out the door. But pausing for a moment when you hand them your money or before you take your bag from them and look them in the eye and say, thank you, Merry Christmas, or hope you have a great afternoon or whatever it might be, acknowledging them as a human being is, is a simple way to both feel and act on compassion. All the way up to choosing uh, to serve uh, people in a vulnerable position, such as those without homes or jobs, and, and serving them either individually, one-on-one, -on -one, if you know somebody in that situation, or through an organization that serves them, finding a way, you know, the, the thing you people talk about is, you know, going in and serving in a soup kitchen or something like that. Whatever it might be, finding it in yourself uh, 
to notice the needs of other people, to feel compassion toward them, recognize the suffering, and look for some small way that you can help alleviate it. Uh, and I guess I would say as a side note on this topic of compassion, I personally am still learning to be compassionate toward myself. I'm not very good at it. Uh, maybe you're better, but if you're not, compassion goes that direction as well. So those are the, the six elements, I think, that are necessary to experience, to include in a truly productive day or week. Certainly in a truly productive life, you're going to see all of those elements reflected. Responsibility, rest, reflection, recreation, relationships, and compassion. Um, my point in all of this is to simply think purposely and purposefully about what I want my life to look like, what will make me feel as time goes by that my life is truly productive, uh, both in the sense of getting the things done that are important to me, because that's, you know, that's got to be done, but also in making my life matter. And for me, by considering each of these elements and intentionally building them into my days, my weeks, my months, I'll be sure that I'm living according to my values and making a life that matters as I've defined it for myself. And I encourage you to do the same. Uh, you know, item three, the re reflection can include thinking about these elements or whatever elements you would think are necessary for a productive life, taking the time to look at those and, and ask yourself, am I incorporating these into my life? Does my life actually include these things that I say are important to me? And if not, what can I do to tweak things so that they do? Uh, in case you're interested in other ideas for creating a productive day, uh, maybe some more practical things that you can do, I came across several articles that I thought were interesting that share other writers' thoughts on that subject, and I'll put links to those in the show notes for this episode so you can read those at your leisure and see if you find something that uh, is meaningful to you and that you would like to incorporate into your life. And in the meantime, I'd love to know what you think. What are the elements that you think are necessary for a truly productive day, a truly productive life? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You can share those in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 477, or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, uh, that's a great place where you can continue this conversation, share your thoughts, and we can encourage each other and maybe hold each other accountable a little bit to, to be productive in all the best senses of the word and, and very intentional about making a life that matters. Uh, that private Facebook group is private. Uh, you do have to ask to be a member of it. And I welcome anyone who's a member of this community to join us there. Be sure if you come in and uh, that you answer the questions and let me know that you really are someone who's a part of this community and who uh, wants to continue conversations there. Uh, the, the group can be found by anybody in Facebook, but only members can see who's in the group and what we're talking about there. So I feel like it's a pretty safe place for us to, to gather. 
As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I'd love to hear from you. You can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And uh, I will I will read them. As I think I said before, uh, this this time of the year is very, very full for me in terms of my legal practice. All my clients want to close all their deals before year end. So I'm working pretty long hours. And it may be a bit before I can respond to your email, but please know I read them every day and I will get back to you just as quickly as I can. Uh, Last thought, remember that for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, uh, which might help you with both the rest and the reflection part of of what we talked about today. You can learn more by going to calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash TPW. And thank you so much to Calm for supporting The Productive Woman. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you, as always, for spending this time with me. I don't take it for granted. It means a lot to me to know that you're there. I hope you found something in it that's helpful or encouraging to you, and I look forward to talking with you again very soon. But in the meantime, for those of you who are celebrating this season, I wish you a very Merry Christmas and the happiest of holiday seasons. And until next time, remember, no matter what, extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter.